My name is Tasso Pardalis. This week's topic probably scared away anyone who didn't want to be bored to death. Encroachments. Wow, how exciting, huh? So a better and more accurate name for today's topic is get off my property or I'll shoot you. The best way to get a lesson across about a boring area of the law is to start with a story. So check this out. There were two families in Queens that lived next door to each other. They were very friendly. They raised kids together. They had 40 years in. They would often visit each other's homes for dinner, coffee, movie night. They would barbecue in each other's yards and they swam in each other's pools. And this went on for years, but then something happened. They had a disagreement. I don't even remember what it was about, but it was bad. One day, the neighbors started doing construction on their home. They were renovating. That construction included the installing of a new fence that now separated the two neighbors' properties. They never mentioned anything about the construction or the fence to their neighbors. But after the new fence was installed, the next door neighbor noticed that he now had to squeeze between his house and the new fence to get into his own backyard. So he walks over, rings his neighbor's bell and says, hey, you stole my property, put the fence back where it was. The neighbor slams the door in his face. So he calls the cops who come to the home, they inspect the encroaching fence and then proceed to tell him that there's nothing they can do. It's a civil dispute, they say. He shows the cops the survey of the property and they look at it carefully and politely tell him that he should call a lawyer. All of this over three inches, okay? In the end, how did this play out? In the end, the court ordered our client's neighbor to pay over 20,000 in damages and allowed our client to correct the encroachment. But it didn't end there. Against the court order, the neighbors denied our client access to repair the fence, leaving us with no other choice but to bring the matter back to court so we can get access to repair it. The neighbors then decided, while this was happening, to excavate the fence themselves, removing the concrete wall that supported our client's main fence. The whole fence came tumbling down, forcing us to again march back into court and get another court order and more damages. Finally, it was over. After five years of litigation and tons of attorney's fees for both sides. Today, of course, they're friends again. So what is an encroachment? An encroachment is defined as the act of building a structure which is in whole or in part on a neighbor's property, okay? They can range in terms of how severe they are. You know, a simple example is when a shrub or a tree uh, grows beyond one property into another. And, and then, of course, more extreme examples like the fence, uh, a shed, a garage, or even part of a house overlapping onto a neighboring property. The most common en encroachment that we encounter is the misplaced fence. Sometimes that's by miscalculation of a neighbor or contractor, and other times it's, it's an intentional encroachment of the erecting party. So why does this all matter? Well, even if the encroachment doesn't necessarily bother you, if you're looking to sell or purchase a home, there's a couple of things you have to consider when it comes to this. If a neighbor builds something on your property or encroaches and something happens as a result, an injury, 
a tree falls, a fence hurts somebody, you could be liable. And you know, you may have to file a claim against your homeowner's insurance or hire an attorney and spend money correcting the issue or prove that you're not responsible for, for whatever damage occurred to someone. So even if you are okay with one of your neighbors possibly using some of your property, it doesn't mean that the next person to want your home will be okay with it. You know, a buyer, somebody coming in to acquire your property may back out if they discover they're actually getting less land than they bargained for or if they believe they may be buying their way into a dispute or a lawsuit. So here at our firm, you know, we've seen a lot of cases come in about neighbors arguing over property lines and encroachments. And while encroachments seem like a simple civil matter, they can get real ugly real fast. You know, we've had issues uh, come in where, <laughs> where two neighbors began arguing over tree branches. Yes, tree branches, right? The arguments escalate very quickly into full-blown full physical altercations. And the next thing you know, they're both contacting us and the police to file assault claims against each other. So now a simple tree branch landed both neighbors in criminal court. And here's a few common scenarios we've dealt with that I'm sure a lot of people out there are, are also thinking about or dealing with, okay? A neighbor puts up a 25-foot tree out of spite, okay, between two properties blocking the sunlight from their neighbor's backyard. Guess what, everyone? Those trees are coming down. Under Real Property Actions and Proceedings Law, RPAPL Section 843, whenever the owner of land shall erect any fence or structure in the nature of a fence, which shall exceed 10 feet in height, to exclude the owner occupant of a structure on adjoining land from the enjoyment of light or air, the owner or occupant who is deprived of light or air shall be entitled to maintain an action in the Supreme Court to have such fence or structure a judge, a private nuisance. So just to sum that up, over 10 feet and blocking light, the trees or the fence are coming down. Next common scenario we see a lot. There's a beautiful old tree that sits on both of our properties. The neighbor cut it down right after I asked them to leave their garbage out uh, closer to their side of the property in the front. Guess what? The tree's gotta be replaced. Real Property Actions and Proceeding Law, RPAPL Section 861 says, you can file an action for cutting, removing, injuring, or destroying trees or timber and damaging the land thereon. If any person without the consent of the owner cuts, removes, injures, destroys any tree or timber on the land of another, an action may be maintained against that person for treble, that's triple damages, triple the value of the tree or timber or $250 per tree, or both, and for any permanent and substantial damage to the land itself. So, so you tried everything to reason with your neighbor, but what do you do when everything fails? You tried to communicate, you tried to discourage, you tried to get an agreement, you failed, you are frustrated. Well, in New York, the legal remedy for encroachments and other structures is an action in civil Supreme Court. So the first step, is you get a survey from an independent land surveyor showing that the property is yours, okay, and where the encroachment is on your property. With this survey, an ejectment action can be filed and the plaintiff can seek an injunction compelling the other party to remove the offending structure. And as part of that, to quiet title and settle the lines in dispute. The court can also award monetary damages in lieu of an injunction. So basically, you can get a court to order someone to remove the encroaching structure or object from your property. In many cases, 
the encroaching party doesn't care and they will still refuse to fix it, even under a court order, like in our scenario with the two neighbors that we began with. In which case, you can also ask the court to order that if the party fails to correct by a certain date, okay, that you may do so yourself and that you will have a money judgment against the neighbor for the cost of doing it. All right, those are kind of the most common scenarios when it comes to encroachment. Here is, uh, you know, a scenario that we see so much of here in New York City every day, okay? And that is the property next door is going to develop or perform some major construction project, okay? They need access to your property to do their work or to put scaffolding on to protect both their property and your property. What do you do? They come to you. They say, look, we plan to start construction next week. Uh, you know, we're going to need to be on your roof. We're going to need to put a scaffold in your yard. What do you do? Well, the best way to deal with this is to enter into a license and an access agreement that provides that the neighbor performing the work indemnifies you, that makes sure that you're fully insured for any damage that the neighbor may cause while he's doing his construction to your property, that allows you to hire an independent engineer to review all of their plans and their proposed work. And especially here in New York City, if, if they're digging, you know, and you're sharing a party wall, you want to review their plans for supporting the structure while they're digging and make sure that while they're digging, your building doesn't shake or crack, okay? And, and finally, that agreement will usually address the requirement for the neighboring party to possibly post a bond for the work to be performed properly and on time, depending on how big the project is. So with that said, you know, we're, we're constantly negotiating these licensing agreements. I mean, they haven't stopped the way the market's been for the last, you know, 10 years here. But, you know, we enter these scenarios where people completely refuse to, to grant any access or to give any reasonable access to a neighbor trying to, to construct. And in New York, you cannot completely refuse to give reasonable access to the person seeking to build. And in cases where parties cannot agree or enter into the license agreement we mentioned, or where they just outright refuse to agree to a license and to allow somebody in, you can petition the court for access, which will be given under Real Property Actions and Proceeding Law again, Section 881, which grants a license to enter a property. Usually in those scenarios, the court will grant the license with many of the same terms that should have been laid out in the agreement we discussed uh, just a few seconds ago. So someone will petition the court and say, hey, you know, my neighbor's not letting me in. They're not, you know, I tried to enter into an agreement. I tried to get insurance. I tried to do these things. And the neighbor will be forced to come to court and answer. And the judge will say, okay, well, here's what I want. And the judge will very often say, I want to see the insurance. I want to see a bond. I want an engineer to review the plans. And the court will basically serve as the reasonable party in those scenarios. And usually the court will grant that license. It's, it's most commonly granted. So guys, uh, that's the short on encroachments and property disputes. I'll just dive into one or two little side topics that always come up in the encroachment scenario, okay? So every defendant on an encroachment case and every neighbor on an encroachment case has the same defense or counterclaim, and that is adverse possession, okay? And what that means is, yes, I'm encroaching on my neighbor's property, but I've done it open and notoriously for a certain amount of time and so it has become my property their property is now my property because i did it and they didn't say anything for for a certain amount of time and the rule in new york is 
to adversely possess a property, you must be open, notorious, and offensively using that property for over 10 years, okay? And people will say, my tree grew on their side for 10 years and they didn't say anything, so now that's my property, no good. You know, there's other gray areas of that. I planted a a tomato garden on my neighbor's property and it was there for 10 years and they knew about it and we talked about it and there's text messages saying, oh, I love these tomatoes and so that should be my property. Still a gray area. In 2008, New York changed its laws on adverse possession and added a reasonable belief standard. So the person claiming adverse possession, the person saying, hey, that's not an encroachment. That property's mine because I've been using it openly and notoriously for 10 years. That person who's saying that that property should be theirs has to have had a reasonable belief that that property was theirs to keep. So maybe like a text from the neighbor that says, yeah, you can have it. I don't care about it. Use it, right? That might be something, you know, that that could lead someone to say that is mine. But just because, you know, the fence was there when you bought the house and you had it for 10 years, if you didn't reasonably believe or if a court can't find that you reasonably believed it was yours, it will not be yours. So the adverse possession thing is very hard to prove, but it's always everybody's counterpoint to someone saying, hey, you're encroaching on my property, okay? I hope this was helpful.